Now entering the Bitcoin Podcast Network. Ether is the perfect drug for Las Vegas. In this town, they love a drunk. Fresh meat. Come on, boy. So they put us through the turnstiles and turned us loose inside. Welcome to another special episode of Dose of Ether. We're continuing our conference interview series where Bijan is at the Crypto Invest Summit interviewing some entrepreneurs. These entrepreneurs have interesting business approaches that take advantage of crypto's unique market potential. First up is CryptoFuse. It's a hardware device that allows for token transfers within areas with limited internet connectivity. So, if you can solve the double spend problem with hardware, how will that change the future of your business's use of crypto? Please.com not only has a great domain name, but also provides um, trip planning services in a peer-to-peer manner that allows you to pay in crypto for curated travel. And GuruMD allows for telemedicine in emergency situations and allows for the payment to be done in crypto. Listen up. Everyone, I'm here with Andrew and Luke from uh, CryptoFuse, and they're going to share with us a little bit about what they're working on. So, Luke, tell me the 30-second high-level pitch about what <laughs> you guys are doing. 30-second high-level pitch. Well, you got me on the spot there. We are talking about the world's first secure, internet-free data transfers, either for cryptocurrency, digital currency, or digital assets, hmm. or supply chain data. And who really needs this? So, if the idea is we can process a transaction with your cryptocurrency without needing the internet. Who needs this? That's the best part. I mean, we're talking people that don't have any service or cell coverage at all. Uh, we're talking about people that want to transact entirely offline for security purposes. This is the you, you know, the widest application you can think of. We've got a use case for it. So people in rural areas, emerging markets, 100%. and you'd mentioned earlier truckers. That's kind of an interesting use case. How would they use crypto fees? So, you know, truck drivers themselves obviously can benefit from that experience, but uh, I was talking about the, the gentleman that would unload the back, you know, of, of this truck, and, they, and they've got these packages, and they're trying to put them inside of a warehouse, or they're, you know, moving something from train to train as it's coming across India, instead of signing for it on paper, or doing it online, hoping that the connection goes smooth and fast. Well, this improves their experience significantly, because they can scan offline, and they can transfer the data to the next guy offline, the guy or gal at the end of the chain, they can upload it with everyone's transactions previous to that, because it's wow. using block mesh network technology not like a linear chain interesting so let's let's I'll, we'll get into block mesh networking technology and how that works i'd love to understand before that you know as a user using this so like i know for myself i've tried to secure my cryptocurrency and air gapped computers is like yeah. the number one solution so tell me how your service relates to my need to do an air gapped process transaction and how it differs from that Sure. So when you store your cryptocurrency, let's just use that one example of the things that we can do with CryptoFuse. When you're on that device, when you cool down to cold storage, can that cold storage transfer what you're holding there to another cold storage device? Mm. It cannot because it doesn't work that way. It can only go straight down and straight up. Right. What we're using is a technology that allows when it goes down from online to offline, 
you can imagine trading whatever you stored on that air gap to any other device that's just like that. And when you transfer yours to the other person, there's a transmittal receipt that shows you had it, you gave it to this other person, which acts as a handshake. So whenever you or the other device comes back online, it'll update your online ledger and the other person's online ledger. And that's where the online transaction takes place, but as a pre-authorized handshake that you guys did. Gotcha. So so I need to be in the same location as the person I'm transacting it's with? Okay, so so we sign a transaction. We both kind of agree that we have ownership of this private key. We we somehow merge that 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 share that relationship, and then we say, hey, we we're going to transact with each other. We never touch the internet, and we both hold this proof that we've transacted. Just like cash. And then when one of us goes online, they submit that proof and the transactions are settled. And that's the best part, actually, because it doesn't need to be just you or your associate transacting. As long as one person in, say, that daisy chain of interactions touches the internet eventually, it uploads all that data raw to the block mesh. And so the order of transactions doesn't matter as much. No. Um, so even if I, there's three or four or five different transactions and they happen sequentially, I won't be able to spend money that I don't have. Theoretically, you could stay offline forever. Okay, and I could spend all my money totally offline. And receive money offline too. And I could receive and the money. Now you're mowing someone's lawn and you're getting paid, you know, with cryptocurrency offline. But now your device is filling up. When you go, when you go to uh, connect online again, you're uploading all those transactions at once. But what if you trade? What if you transacted with a hundred people before you, and each one of those hundred people transacted with two or three other people? Now you're at three, four hundred transactions, and right. you think you just got paid twenty bucks to most of one's loan and you're uploading it to your online account but you may not know this you're uploading everyone's transaction at that time it's called asynchronous updating oh wow and this is pretty innovative who else is doing something similar not a single company and how how the hell did you guys think that this was a problem that needed solving and that that you guys were the guys to do it personal experience yeah. oh uh, wow while in Kosovo and Afghanistan we had a specific type of a machine that would pull information and in, let's call it the internet but it was the satellites. And this machine would open up this container, we'd make edits to it, close it back up, send it to this machine called the Singlars, and it would use UHF to send it out to everyone within a 15 mile radius. And that was the offline container. You make edits to it, and then whenever someone sends it back up to the satellites and it goes back to Germany or the US, um, it would show every single offline device that touched it and made edits to it. It's mesh networking. So I learned about blockchain this past January. I've been in AR for about eight years. And this company came and said, hey, we want to collect you know, Bitcoin, Ethereum, and AR, like Pokemon and Pikachu. Let's partner up on this. I have, I have a location-based AR itch cool. at the time. But I meet these guys, and a few days later, I remember waking up, I'm like, how, how are they operating with just online only, though? Because why, why are we doing blockchain? But I was just so hypnotized by all this, right? It yeah, took yeah. me a few days to kind of come to. And I, I started to think to myself, what if we updated this with asynchronous updating instead of synchronous updating? Why not use like mesh networking technology? Right. That's where it started. And I met uh, Gunner. Uh, OSU, our CTO. Fact, yeah, our CTO. I've got a fully functional MVP right now in the room over there. That's it, cool. I'll yeah. have to check it out. I think, well, number one, thank you guys for your service. Yeah. And number two, it makes sense, right? Like the Marines or the Army, like the, the military in the U.S. has a really strong need for security, right? And their computers are not always online or have access to the There's Internet. So the, the use case in blockchain actually seems to marry quite well. Um, I guess the, the question mark that I have is around who is the early customer that's really going to have the burning need to, to use this product that, that you guys are targeting first? So we've already secured a $3.2 million deal, like uh, Luke was saying, with Harvard 
uh, incubated labs expert point. Wow. So we already have that first one that starts around January. But the customers that are going to have the most need, and from what I'm seeing, it's going to be customers of Square that are on the merchant side. You know, they have a way right now to take your debit and credit card when it's in offline mode. And when that terminal has an online connection again, it'll shoot it to their account. And they just kind of hope that that money's there on the other side. Wow. So what we can do is solve a problem. It's called packet loss. And we can make it so that instead of just having your Square kind of app to make your payments, what if there is preloaded Square point and you go to the terminal, the terminal doesn't have an online connection, but yet you still transact with it and the merchant now knows they're taking authorized tokens wow. and when they, ca when they or me come back online, it doesn't matter, one of us first, it'll has, it automatically updates everything when anyone comes on. They know that they don't have to hope that money is on the other side whenever they reconcile at the end of the night, or at the end of the wow. week, whatever. That's that's huge. Like that, preloaded credits. No, that seems, that seems really cool. And I, I know personally I've had this problem at point of sale machines where it takes like forever. Yeah. They're on a dial-up. I can see the, the scraggly <laughs> yeah. old dial-up connection. This fixes all of that. Wow, that's amazing. So I, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing you know how the integration goes with Expert Point Coin and, and that pilot program. And you know a call to all those retailers out there who need point of sale devices that uh, don't have minimal connections to the uh, uh, online world. I think what's cool about this is that it is building some of that infrastructure layer technology that we're really going to need when the next hundred million cryptocurrency users come in, right? And but the problem that I see is that. Users would still have to use cryptocurrency where they're familiar with credit cards at a point of sale. You know, maybe they don't already have cryptocurrency. Now they have to try, try and convert their dollars to crypto and then use it. So how do you how do you look at that Adam, problem? we have a solution for that as well. <laughs> Well, you don't have to use cryptocurrency with crypto fees. I imagine. promise this wasn't planned, folks. Yeah. We, yeah. <laughs> okay, so imagine, tell me. Imagine checking $100 in with crypto fees, and we issue you $100 of, you know, really for the technical folks out there, containers that represent the $100 that mm. you checked in with us. And all the common folk is going to know, a common person is going to know, is that they, they gave $100 of crypto fees, and anytime they go to a store that says crypto fees terminal, they can... But if that machine is hooked up online, they know that they can continue to transact mm. using using this technology. And are you guys going to take the money from customers directly, like U.S. dollars? Have you figured out a plan for that? Because I know, like, uh, Stripe, you know, they'll take your credit card, but then the customer might dispute it later. And now you've given us, them. By the way, Stripe would be a wonderful partner to right. have because we could solve their packet loss issues as well. Right. And, and they're, you know, Sh Sh Square, I know, and they're very focused on the blockchain space. Um, have you talked to those guys, or do you think that they might be building something similar, given that they Square already has their own point of sale Not system? yet, but you know we'd like to. <laughs> of course. Well, um, tell us... In the us, future, we'd like to talk with them. Yeah. Um, what's the immediate next step? Is it the, the pilot program with the expert coin? Well, looking at the immediate next steps, we'd like to get some startup funding just to make this thing go. Uh, we're looking for pilot programs outside of the cryptocurrency space. What I mean when I say that this has wide-ranging use cases, any type of data that you want to transfer offline that you need verification for, we can do that. Cryptocurrency just happens to be a great foot forward. So we're looking for pilot programs in order to test identification services, 2FAs, all that jazz. And we're looking to make sure that we can tell the world that if you want to build the next version of the internet, this is where you start. Sounds great. Where can people find more about you? We're going to be on CryptoFuse.com and we'll be at booth number 422. Cool. So uh, if you're at the Crypto Invest Summit, come check out uh, Andrew and Luke from CryptoFuse and come see their booth and check out their website at CryptoFuse.com. Thanks for joining us on the, the uh, Dose of Ether podcast and we look forward to seeing the amazing things you guys do next.
I'm here with Roman from Please.com. Please.com is a marketplace for travel. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that and what's going on with Please. So tell me, Please, what is Please.com? Hi, uh, so Please.com is a marketplace where you can organize trips and then have other people book those trips. So Airbnb is a place I can go to organize trips and buy, buy access or I can go to Marriott.com. What, what's different about Please.com? So if you go to Airbnb or Marriott.com, you're going to focus solely on the hotel, on the accommodation, where you're staying. And Please.com is the whole experience, the whole trip. So if you want a trip which is romantic, for example, we focus on giving you a romantic trip. Wherever you stay, whether it's a hotel, an Airbnb, you know, home sharing, whatever, wherever you eat, it's a romantic trip. So you're linking up the, the hotel inventory, Airbnb inventory, restaurant inventory, if I want to yes. schedule a restaurant, if I want to do a, a, a boat trip on the Nile, it's all there. You just yeah. search for it and you get a list of potential list uh, places that I can sign up for and, and go visit. So, well, you don't sign up for them. You, right. just, you just like, they are Choose the it, you buy yeah. it. Yeah, they're in the trip and on that platform you can just say book. When you book, you pay with credit card, cryptocurrency, doesn't really matter to us. Okay, and so what's unique? What, what about this needs blockchain? Uh, so what needs blockchain is, of course blockchain is an emerging industry. Uh, we want, like, of course people who use blockchain want different things. Uh, what, what people want, I, I believe, are owning their data. Okay, it's, it's a very important aspect of the blockchain. You own your data. So in Please.com, when you add your service, you can choose to own your data. So when you add your service, it's deployed as a smart contract and listed on our platform. So we're just the advertising channel for your service. Right. You don't need us to, book, to have people book your trip, uh, book your service through a smart contract. Great, so um, as a person listing my home on please.com uh, to have people like a, a version of Airbnb, now I don't have to ask Airbnb to process the transaction and, and, and hold my listing and advertise for me. I can start this listing on my own. Do I need to be verified as a, a location on the platform to do this decentralized listing? Or Yeah, so we want to ensure, of course, safety of people who are traveling to your home. So we don't want any weirdos who okay. host a home. That's good. Know? That's good news. So yeah, so we make sure, like, we of course we know who you are, like, to be listed on our platform. And then, as a benefit to me listing this, I are there fees? So when when you list, uh, so we have a hybrid approach. So on our platform, anybody can book a trip, can book your service. So let's say your 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 mom could go there and she could book a trip with a credit card without even knowing what is blockchain, what is Ethereum, what is anything else. Wow. Okay, she, she just books it. If you are this decentralized service provider, what we do is we'll process the transaction on the blockchain on behalf of your mom. And do you take money from my mom in that case with credit yes. card? Yes. And, and how do you make sure that you don't lose money when she disputes it because it's not my mom, it's actually somebody who stole my mom's card. And now she, this man in, in wherever is yeah. trying to get a free trip to my house yes. and it's not my mom. So what? So, so, yeah, so of course this, this lies into other problems, you know, but we can't really solve that one. We are 
of course, trying to do KYC on every of our customers. Uh, when, when they pay with cryptocurrencies, if they pay with credit card, they can still dispute it. I mean, we can't solve this issue. Uh, all we're trying to do is really making sure that it's a safe place to be. You know? Yeah, I totally get that. And I think as a person listing a service, you can see that Airbnb, eBay, TaskRabbit, all of these marketplaces, every year they're increasing their fees. Yeah. It's almost like they're monopolies and they have a lot of power and they're taking advantage of people. Yeah, they do, they do. Uh, actually, in the travel industry, for example, Booking.com, uh, they, will, they will list you for a very cheap price at the beginning and as you get more and more bookings, they will increase the price. And so what's going to prevent Please.com from being against my wishes as a user? And, and because the problem is these companies make money off of their customers yeah. and so sometimes the incentives don't align properly. So if you're not taking a huge commission fee, that means that we're maybe on the same page. You want me to sell more at whatever price I want, but how do you make money then? Yeah, so we have two business models. We have a booking fee business model and we have an advertising business model. So if you have, like I said, if you have a centralized traveler, like your mom who's coming to book on our platform, we take a booking fee. If it's someone who's using MetaMask, for example, connecting to our platform, who's booking your decentralized services, then we don't take any fee, we don't take any booking fee. However, yourself, you, you may want to be put forward in our platform. You may want to sponsor some listings, you know, so that's where we make money. Get more exposure. Exactly. So I see. So, as you wish. so you're, you're solving the problem of onboarding by making it easy for my mother to buy decentralized or not decentralized services yeah. like she would with Airbnb or another platform because she can't do it just on Airbnb. She spends 10 hours searching different sites, right? Yes. And so she can do it all on one platform. That's great. And if she buys from the Airbnb inventory, then she pays whatever fee she would. But if she buys from the please.com decentralized inventory, she saves 15% potentially on the same exact location. Yeah, she will save if she's decentralized. If she uses the decentralized, but then yes. she has to convert and get MetaMask and get all this stuff. Exactly. So it's unchanged for the typical non-crypto exactly. consumer, but the crypto consumer can get the benefits of this model. And as a business, you are better positioned to actually penetrate this industry because you have a catalog of listings that are on the traditional web already. Yeah, exactly. And so now when you have the problem of, I have crypto users who want to book flight to Italy for a romantic trip or France, but they want to use a decentralized service, but there's no listings. There's not enough listings. So you're trying to solve this chicken and egg problem by getting the old school listings on your platform while you're building up that inventory of new decentralized yeah. listings. The idea is to say, like, what, what is, when, you, when you're trying to travel, are you looking for a decentralized hotel in Paris? Are you looking for a romantic trip in Paris? You know, you're looking for romantic trips. As a supporter of decentralization, you wish this was a decentralized one. Right. So if it is, then great. But right. otherwise, it doesn't matter. You still want to take your trade. And in the long term, the value add is we are at please.com. Your team is reducing the, the, the cost structure involved and the time it takes to, yeah. to source a, the perfect trip for you. That's right. That's awesome. Where can people find you? Please.com. That's an amazing website. You're never going to forget it, right? Please.com. Yeah, it's so easy, right? To remember. So when, when I'm booking a travel uh, trip on please.com, am I pleasing it? 
or is it pleasing me? What it's, am I? Oh. It's pleasing you. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Thanks, Roman. No Appreciate problem. the time. Thank you. All right, so we are here with Clint from uh, GuruMD. He's the CEO and founder. They've just launched a security token offering that we're going to hear about, and we're going to hear about their product. Um, they're looking for uh, investors. It's really cool thing that they're doing in a space that desperately needs it. So let's hear more. Clint, tell us about what you're working on. Hello, Bijan. First off, I want to thank you for having me here this morning. Yes, I'm Clint Osborne, founder of GuruMD, and we're a true startup bootstrapped out of Austin, Texas, uh, the Silicon Hills, right? So, uh, not yet Silicon Valley, but we're, we're trying. We're, we're good. Well, you'll get there. So, yes, I'm a practicing physician. I practice emergency medicine, and I see firsthandly the abuse uh, in the ER, the overutilization and uh, just wasteful spending. And that's a big concern of Americans today is the overspending in healthcare and how to get a handle on it. So a lot of people think we should just, you know, pay for everyone's healthcare, make it single payer and, and be done with it. Uh, and others like you are focused on how do we make the technology and the service offering better so we don't have to be exposed to these costs. Is that roughly kind of how you're approaching it? That is how we're approaching it. And um, there's so many options and more affordable solutions that exist right now other than just going to the ER for everything. So why have I always thought, oh, I'll go to the ER or I'll, call, I'll go to urgent care. I've never thought I'll, I'll, I'll jump on a computer and talk to a doctor. Uh, that is a, a very good question. You know, there is, to address one issue, a lot of ERs look like urgent cares today. So people don't know what they're walking into, mm -hmm. or they don't know if they're walking into a walk-in clinic. So that's a difference between a $100 fee versus a $300 fee versus a $3,000 fee. Right, and you don't get the price until care. after. Exactly. So GuruMD is targeted to keep costs low, to keep uh, medicine affordable and accessible for everyone. And we also have a cause. We feel like, you know, affordability and accessibility should be an option, like I said, for everybody. So we even give back uh, a certain percent of our proceeds go towards patients that can't afford uh, medical visits. Wow. So let, let's hear how it works. Okay. So quickly, you can just download our app, GuruMD app. Uh, we've contracted with large insurance companies, uh, Blue Cross, Humana, UHC. And uh, we're really targeting uh, like, uh, large companies and culture networks. Uh, for people that don't know what health share networks are, it's, they're designed how insurance companies were intended to be. So each uh, client of a health share network is typically responsible for the first $3,500 of any medical bill. And so we link up with health share networks to uh, provide full workups, chest x-rays, CT scans, lab work if you need it without ever even stepping foot into a clinic and wow. keeping those costs low. Wow. So patients save, Western network save, and the same uh, format can uh, uh, also be implemented in large companies. And so how, um, so with my existing insurance, okay. I, can, I can use GuruMD, is it considered out of network? Oh, so uh, your existing insurance, all we charge is an office copay, office visit copay. So if okay. you have like a PPO, HMO, it will generate your office visit copay, and it's affordable in that aspect for you because it's just an office visit, it's not an ER visit, and we can still offer x-rays, CT scans, wow. labs, higher level of care. That's interesting. Foot in the How do you get x-rays without me stepping foot? So we partnered with some companies that can show up on site at your home, workplace, and say you rolled your ankle at home or you have a cough and you need an x-ray to make sure you don't have a pneumonia or a broken ankle, 
they'll show up on site. X-rays are now the size of a suitcase, and they can shoot an X-ray. That's amazing. And, and we what have the read in one hour? And what is the blockchain component here? So the blockchain component is very interesting right now. So. You know, we're a true startup, and so we see the hurdles that small startups face when raising capital. Uh, small startups have been suppressed over years as far as just having a, uh, a platform that really makes them equivalent to these large corporations that are raising funds. So tokenized securities level the playing field. It allows Guru and me to get access to funds that otherwise would not have access to. And so you guys have recently done your security token offering? Correct. StartEngine.com forward slash Guru and It launched about four days ago, and we're really excited. Congratulations. Thank you. And uh, so retail investors can participate. Like if I if I'm not accredited, and, and how do they how do non-accredited investors participate? If you have a credit card or a, a, a checking account, you can invest. It's almost as easy as creating an email account. Wow. And and how is it that easy? I mean, if why I've I've never been able to do this before, and now I can. Uh, new laws have progressed through Congress, you know, our, uh, through our legislation, just promoting uh, uh, this new movement of people realizing. I feel like the younger generation has become wise to all the suppression, uh, not being able to invest in things, being targeted for excessive student loans. It's just a, this whole movement. The younger generation, because of technology, is more informed. Therefore, it's putting pressure on our, uh, you know, on legislation. And where are you operating now? We're uh, operating, we're serving patients through the entire state of Texas and New Mexico. So it's over 30 million patients that, that we, we're cap- we have the capability to serve. Wow. And how does the launch or release plan for different markets look? Like, why can't, if it's all virtual, why can't I, in Los Angeles, contact a Texas healthcare provider? That's why we're seeking funds. Good question. Because we have to get providers that are licensed in California, see California patients. Oh, interesting. Versus if we wanted to see patients in New York, they would need a New York license. And I can see, how, how long does it take for me to get matched to a provider if I'm in Texas? Uh, so, we there's something called MPS scores I will not get into. Essentially, it means how happy is the patient after they see the doc. Our whole platform is designed to keep patients happy, to keep these MPS scores high. So, we have a true on-demand service. We need, it's as easy as... It's as easy as creating an email account, right? You create, you just enter your name, basic data, click start visit, and then it's kind of like an Uber for doctors, and then it searches through the database what doctors available, and then your uh, and the product's already live on the App Store, it's live. Android and Apple, Android or, and Apple. Yeah. We already have reviews on the Android, Apple, and it's fully functional. Fully functional. That's so cool. Uh, check out our Facebook. All of our reviews are five star. We don't even have a four star review. And how much funding have you received so far? If you don't I mind have me asking. Over a million dollars of my own personal finances wow. from uh, you know good old days of. Uh, you don't seem nearly as stressed as you should be. I should. Hey, <laughs> what can I say? You but you're a doctor after happy. all. I gotta stay happy. There's nobody that has has gone through more pain than 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 the doctors themselves who are struggling for ten years to get their licensure so that they can help other people and sacrifice more so they can help. So I'm really so stoked about what you guys are working on at Guru MD. I really hope to try it actually. I think I'd love to hear just as a final point. How do I know what the pricing is going to look like before I uh, work with the doctor? What is great, we have a, some, a patent on that as well. Okay, so we're able to generate your copay. 
and you can agree to the copay before you even see a doctor. So it's transparent pricing. Uh, if you don't want to use your insurance, then we charge a flat $99 fee, but we also have tons of promo codes. And it's very affordable. Most affordable, effective solution out there to get high-level care. Amazing. And, and so you would pay... The copay, and if you don't if you don't want to do the copay, it's a flat ninety nine dollars for the time of the doctor for that diagnosis. Correct. And then if there's additional services like X rays, you'd pay for those separately. That is correct. And how do I know what the pricing for those are once I'm diagnosed? Great question. We partnered with imaging facilities that give us flat fees. Wow. So that's uh, incredible. I just had this problem trying to help my uh, trying to help somebody go get uh, a doctor. Couldn't find out. Do I go to urgent care? How much is it going to cost me? Does my cope, does the, what goes towards the deductible, what doesn't? These companies make it really hard to get treatment. Correct. We've gone through the hair pulling to become transparent for you guys. It is a very grueling, difficult process, but we want to keep things simple. That's our whole mentality, the KISS method. Keep it simple. Uh, keep things transparent. That's why we have five-star reviews, uh, and we partnered with labs, uh, imaging facilities to get these transparent prices, and we also offer mega discounts on prescriptions. Saving sixty to seventy percent most of the time on your on regular prescriptions. It's amazing. I, I, I I'm, I'm floored. I appreciate but it. That's not just blowing hot air. I'm okay. actually really interested. Here's what I want to know: Why, why you, Clint? Why are you doing this? I'm doing this because I see firsthandedly in the emergency room the abuse that goes on and the wasteful spending. And I see my insurance premiums skyrocket year after year to where people are paying thousands of dollars a month for a, a product for their insurance and their premiums are still, to talk in layman's terms, there's wasteful spending and I want to do something about it. I want to keep costs low. Medicine's getting out of control. RoomD is here to tackle that. All right, let's check out GuruMD on the App Store uh, and their website is gurumd.net and check out startengine.com forward slash gurumd. Their shares are available now for 19 cents, 18 cents a share. All right, thanks. Thanks, Clint, for joining us. Thank you.